welcome to the Climb Your Mountain podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Maurer, a life coach, certified ultra running coach, and high altitude mountaineer. Each week, I show you how to train, eat, think, and live like an athlete so you can reach that summit, hike that hike, or finish that trail race. My passion is to empower people of all ages and sizes to get outside and live lives of adventure. Remember, endurance training will never be easier than today. So let's dive into the show. Hey friends, how you doing? I'll be honest, I am weird right now. I am like in a weird place and let me explain a little. I feel like I am going through such a wrenching time of growth, of change, like where (laughs) I've talked about it on here before, where you're walking through the like purifying fire and it's burning away everything that was there before. Like you're in the fiery furnace and often that's what change is like. That's kind of what it feels like. It's what we have to go through to get to the next level of ourselves and what we want for ourselves. But I'll be honest, it's wicked fucking uncomfortable sometimes too. My head has been in such a a strange place like the past couple of weeks. And if you've noticed, my content is a little bizarre You're probably right. It's a little bizarre in here with me at the moment. So um, yeah, I'll probably be sharing more of what's going on, how I'm changing, some things I'm changing in my life that are happening on Insta stories. So if we're not Instagram buddies, make sure um, we connect. I would love to. And if you are a lover of the podcast and you follow me and I don't follow you back, like message me and be like, Sarah, Hey, it's me, Becky. Let's let's connect. Let's be friends. I'll be your friend. I like having friends on Instagram and seeing what you all are up to. So let's dive into our topic for today. I'm like looking around for my notes. There it is. <laughs> I'm like laughing at myself because <laughs> I try to not edit my podcast, which means I, I have to say it all in one take. But, you know, sometimes there's pauses. Sometimes you hear me drinking my coffee. Sometimes you hear me desperately clicking around, trying to find my notes. But I found them. So let's do this. So we're going to be talking today about one of my favorite time hacks. I realized when I did the challenge in January, like how much we are all alike, like you, me, and all the people in that we don't necessarily love linear schedules, calendars, goal setting, like all the things we were taught in school, like this is the way to do it, don't really work for us. And honestly, like neuroscience backs us up, like the whole idea that you're going to set a goal and then like write down all these steps and then follow this plan and it's going to magically appear in this goal in a certain time frame. The whole like smart goals thing, it's kind of bullshit. Like that is not the way like life works. And when they really interview people that set and reach big goals. It's not really what they do either. So let's talk a little bit today just about goal setting for real life people. And my favorite hack, how I'm setting goals right now, and I'm just fucking loving it. I think I wish someone would have sat me down in elementary school and been like, this is the actual way to get results and get shit done that you want done. And Yeah, it it really is 
different than I think what a lot of coaches are teaching. So traditional goal setting, first of all, like why doesn't it work? What's going on there? I don't know. I've always thought like traditional goal setting was kind of stupid. Like I'm in a program, like, like no offense to my coach. I I believe this works for her and probably works for some people. And if you're a really motivated person, I think you can make this work. But one of her things in her upper level programs is that you write a three-year plan. And I want you to take a minute as you're considering that and think back to your life three years ago. If you had made a three-year plan, what is the percent chance you would be sitting in those results right now? Oh my God. If I had made a three-year plan three years ago, it would be in the fucking toilet. (laughs) And also by now, knowing myself, I probably would, would not even want like the results that are on that plan. I'd be wanting something completely different. Like three years ago, in March 2020, I was still a blogger. I was not a family caretaker. I did did not have long COVID. I was not a life coach. I was not a breath worker. I was not a change worker. I was not a trance worker. I was like a completely different person. Like that person can't possibly like write, (laughs) make a, like, like write a plan that's going to create results that me three years later wants. It's so strange to think about. I wonder if it's the same for you. I'm guessing it probably is. So because of that, I'm a big believer in letting goals be kind of soft. And that's been especially important to me this year with long COVID. So I have a lot of athletic goals. I have a lot of racing goals. I can't say that in June of this year, I'm going to be ready to run a 50K. So I really have had to, there's a podcast on here where I talk about reverse goal setting. That has been magic. And that is all process goals versus outcome goals and Let me just talk a little bit about process versus outcome goals, because that's another thing I really want you to hold as you're setting goals for yourself. So if you look at any, pretty much, I don't know if your Instagram feed is like mine, but it's got a lot. Mine has a lot of life coaches in it. And it's like, reach your goals, go for your dreams, make a hundred thousand dollars, find the love of your life. Like there's a lot of posts that are just, yeah, all about goals and aspirations. And that's nice. I I don't think it's bad to have a goal. I I have goals. Um, You probably have goals that even if they're kind of loosely held, but what brain research suggests that people focus on is not the outcome goal, which is what people are posting about, like make $100,000, land five clients, do this, do that. What the brain research really suggests is that we focus more on process goals and that people who really can hold that focus on process goals, the little things that need to happen every day, those are actually the people that create more results because that really is where the work is done, is in the day-to-day. So a really good example I kind of when I when I pivoted from doing mostly personal training to doing life coaching um basically I was starting like a whole new business and there was kind of a phase I went through fortunately it was brief at the beginning where I was like really jazzed up I was like I'm going to make $100,000 this year in my business I'm going to build fast and get lots of clients and make lots of money and <laughs> it, it was kind of fun to think about it I got like a really nice dopamine from hit from it like it felt good to think about it in the beginning and 
kind of what that short phase looked like was me wanting to have programs and products and funnels and ads and a fancy website and fancy branding. And what was missing was what I didn't have a lot of patience for was actually building the foundation of such of a life coaching business, which really is fundamentally doing things like actually learning how to coach people, getting tons of practice, coaching real life humans on all kinds of things. I wanted to skip that part because that part was honestly a little bit scary and really hard. I wanted to get go right to the part where, uh, you know, skip pouring the foundation and get busy building the house because the house is the part that people see and they validate and they say, oh, Sarah, you're so successful. You, you have this beautiful business and so much money. Like no one's looking down at the foundation <laughs> being like, wow, you don't make any money, but you're, you're getting to be a really good coach like, like that, actually. I think that happens within like containers where coaches are supporting one another, but not in the wider world, right? But fortunately, I had several mentors, teachers who encouraged me to really slow down and do the uncomfortable work of pouring that foundation. And really what that added up to was hundreds of hours of free and low-cost coaching calls where I made a ton of mistakes. You know, I think I did a lot of good and helped people too. There's probably also, uh, you know, a lot of things I could have done better. For sure there is. There was so many failures, so many learning opportunities, so many, you know, ways to grow in my confidence and do it better. And kind of when I was down in that space, I, I had peers I, I, you know, really don't know exactly where they were coming from. We can't know where other people are coming from. I suspect they might have been people that were also uncomfortable with that foundation that were kind of like, oh, well, you should charge more and you should do this and you should do that. And, you know, I, got, I felt like I got a lot of judgment for kind of doing it my way, which I really believed was the right way. And people kept telling me to raise my prices and charge what you're worth and this and that. And fortunately, my mentors, who were the people I really trusted, kept telling me that, no, you really got to learn to be a good coach. That is totally going to pay off. And I'm so happy to tell you, like a year later, it is paying off. Like, I so am glad I took the time to pour that foundation. I didn't even have a website <laughs> for this entire year. So, <laughs> well, I, I, like, the, the house like like was completely non-existent. There was nothing really anyone could see from the outside world. But you know what's going to happen? Now that I have a good foundation, I really think that house is going to go up really easy and fast. And it's just going to be a lot more fun than trying to build a coaching business when you're not sure if you're a good coach. So that was a really long story, <laughs> but hopefully like, like illustrates to you kind of the difference between the process and being willing to do the, the work from day to day versus the outcome. If I had been like, oh, it's not worth it unless I make $100,000 this year, that just would have been crap. Like, I'd have been so frustrated and probably everybody working with me paying my overcharged prices would just be so sad. So I don't want to make this a whole podcast about coaching, but that's kind of like where it's really real for me right now, this whole process versus outcome. So what about you? You've got this goal. Maybe, yeah, you've probably got an outcome goal. Maybe it's climbing a mountain since you're listening to the Climb Your Mountain podcast. Maybe it's running a race. Maybe it's finding the love of your life. Maybe it's starting a side hustle business. Maybe it's writing a book, you know, 
What do you do if you're not a traditional goal setting kind of person like me? What do you do to get this done? So let me give you my very best tip. It's two steps. First one, I want you to get in a really, really good headspace. You might have to, you know, kind of take a few deep breaths and redirect your mind a little bit. But I want you to really try to get to the place where you already have this goal. It is done, as they say. And I want you to think about, you know, how will you know when you have it? What will be different for you? What will it mean to you? And what impact will it have? For example, if you lose 20 pounds or you run a marathon or you climb a mountain, what is the impact on the world? Like you might be like, oh, it's just for me. But, you know, people are watching you whenever you are achieving goals. Your kids are watching you get healthier. Your friends are watching you do like hard things and persevere. And that is, I would not underestimate the impact that you doing something for you actually has on other people. So take a moment, just kind of soaking in your impact, what that might be. And from this place where you already have the goal, I want you to just kind of ask yourself and let the answer arrive from that feeling. Ask, what's the next smallest step? This is a wickedly life-changing fucking question. What is the next smallest step? (laughs) Really fundamentally, you getting to the top of that mountain, to the end of that race, to your first $100,000, to the love of your life, is just, what if the whole process is just you asking yourself that question over and over and over and over? What is the next smallest step? So a couple examples. For example, maybe your goal is to run a 100-mile race, but you currently don't exercise at all. So what's the next smallest step? Maybe it's to put on your workout clothes and run a mile today. Or if, you know, if you're really not running at all, maybe it's to put on your workout clothes and run for 10 minutes. Maybe that's the next smallest step for you. How about if your goal is climbing a mountain? Maybe your next smallest step is just to spend 10 minutes researching the requirements. Like, what's this actually going to look like? How far? How high? How technical? How many feet of elevation gain? These are just all good things to find out so you can get to the next next couple of steps. Maybe you want to start a side hustle. So, yeah, you're going to actually make some money going into business for yourself. A really good next smallest step that might come up is just to tell one person about what you do or make one social post. Yeah, and it's funny. I think a lot of people, whenever they start a business, myself included, for my first couple of businesses, get like people get like really wound up about and they waste a ton of time making a website and a logo, a logo and branding. And please hear me when I say you don't need any of this. I just did my taxes and I made more money than I thought I would coaching this year with no website with like 20 different logos. I think I changed the name. <laughs> I didn't change the name of this podcast, but I actually like changed the, you know, the branding of it. And when people ask for my website, I just give them my link tree, even that's even though that's crap. Seriously, it's all about, especially when you're starting out and just getting those first few clients, it's all about meeting people, just telling them what you do 
and just kind of putting that out into the world. You can make an offer to help them if that feels good or just say, hey, you know, I'm doing this. If you know anyone that needs it, you know, feel free to spread the word. Maybe your goal is to, you know, find true love or whatever, or find <laughs> like really good for right now love, which I think is kind of underestimated. So you're going to be, you're going to be dating. Maybe your next smallest step is to put up your profile or even just like pick, <laughs> uh, um, what are they called? Dating app. Or maybe if you're already up, just answering one message, or if you see the messages, you don't like any of them, maybe just message one new person. And for those of you who are doing creative projects, like I'm writing a book, maybe you're writing or painting or, you know, just doing something that's creative that feels, you know, a little bit tough to get started, a little bit tough to keep consistent. Yeah. What's the next smallest step for me? And it's been this way for the past year. It's writing 50 words a day of my novel. And yeah, that's that. I can do that in a few minutes. Sometimes I actually keep going and write more, but you know, 50 a day, that's the goal. Maybe your um, your outcome goal is just losing weight or eating healthier. And when we look at the research around weight control, optimal health, really the best thing we can do is just to eat a higher quality diet. It's not necessarily about having a calorie deficit or it really is just all about eating the foods our body needs and that there's a lot of adjustments that will happen in your body right away once that starts happening. So maybe your next smallest step is just to eat one piece of fruit today or one vegetable, whatever, whatever it is for you. So there's some examples of what it can look like. And once you've got your next smallest step, or as you're planning your next smallest step, I'm going to give you two tips that are really going to make this like more effective, more helpful. The first one is to make the next smallest step. It's got to be like really, really fucking small, you guys. It's got to be so small, it feels a little ridiculous. So if you are trying to get in the habit of exercising, you might say to yourself, well, I'm going to exercise five times this week because that would be optimal. But when you normally exercise zero times a week, five is going to be a stretch. Five is going to be tough to be successful with. So why not make the goal to exercise one time this week? celebrate when it's done. And then if you do go and exercise more, that's gravy. Like, holy shit, you are like blowing your goal away at that point, which tends to feel good and tends to be self-reinforcing so that you keep coming back and doing that goal. And I also wouldn't underestimate the power of doing like really small goals consistently. Um, there's a um, I learned about it from Brooke Castillo. I don't think she invented this, but she has a really good podcast on the compound effect. And she talks about going to yoga class and just like really sucking and not being able to do the cool poses where people were standing on their head. And she set a goal, I think, to go once a week. I should just put a link to the podcast. You can hear it straight from her. But it was like she was going, you know, consistently, but, you know, maybe just an hour a week and how much she progressed after an entire year of that. I can also speak to this as a writer doing 50 words a day. I still do 50 words a day. Like my process goal actually hasn't changed. A lot of times I'll sit down, write a hundred, couple hundred, but um, always 50. And I have an IG post about how 
impactful it's been to write like 50 words a day. And what a difference from, I started doing that in at the beginning of 2022. And a year later, like how connected I feel to my book, how I really like feel like an author, how I love like talking to people about my book now, whereas I was getting nothing done before the 50 words a day. And I actually like looked back and yeah, knocked out a big chunk of my book in 2022, which is pretty amazing just doing 50 words a day. So I should probably write an update on IG. But um, anyway, so 50 words a day, it seems like nothing. I can do it probably in like 60 seconds on a good day. But man, doing it every day, it's been life changing for that book that was probably going to die if I didn't do something like that. Another thing, so other tip I really, really want you to take into your heart as you're setting these, as you're asking yourself, what's the next smallest step? I want you to, once you set that step, I want you to allow for bonus laps. For example, if you say you're going to write 50 words of your novel um, per day, you know, maybe you write 100 some days, maybe you write 500 some days. That's great. Definitely allow yourself to do that, to get caught up in the moment. Also, this is very, very important. I also want you to allow yourself to stop, for example, after 50 words, if that's the goal. And here's why. If you don't allow yourself to stop, you are basically breaking trust with yourself. You told yourself 50 was enough, but now you're like, ooh, I don't know. And you start second guessing yourself and you start judging yourself and all that shit feels bad bad, which makes you less likely to come back tomorrow and the next day and the next day and write 50 words. So yeah, I want you to really get used to the idea that 50 is beautiful, 50 is wonderful, 50 is perfect. And if you do more than 50, that's just gravy, like yay, bonus laps. And I'm using the example of the novel. This is true for any little tiny step that you set for yourself. If you do more, that's great. Allow yourself just to do the little tiny part if that's the part that you decided to do. And the beautiful thing, when you allow yourself to stop and don't beat yourself up, don't judge yourself, celebrate yourself reaching the goal, even if the goal is very tiny, do you know what happens? That is when you are building trust with yourself, which is probably one of the best things that can happen in your entire life, is just learning to trust yourself, listen to yourself, celebrate yourself, allow yourself to, what's the word? I'm totally losing my chain of thought. So yeah, just allow yourself to be and to do things that are small, but still wonderful and still worthy. And when you, you, when you allow yourself to, and you celebrate yourself for reaching small goals, that makes it easier for you to come back the next day. It makes it easier for you to sometimes do those bonus laps. It makes it easier for you to still be working on this a year from now, which is when you're really, really, really going to see the results of those, all those little process goals adding up, that compound effect. Really, you have to create an, an environment for yourself, for your brain, where it feels safe, where you feel affirmed, where it's emotionally uplifting. That's how you keep going, even when it's rough, even when it feels slow, even when it takes a long time. 
And I'm going to give you one more bonus um, tip that just came into my brain. I know this is something I've really hammered in past podcasts. If I can find a link, um, I will put that up. But yeah, this is a really big lesson from endurance training specifically. Like, if you really overfocus on the outcome goal, like all you really care about is standing on top of Mount Denali, for example. I don't actually think it's called Mount Denali now that I said that, just plain old Denali. <laughs> that you really want to, they, like that's all you care about, but you really hate the training process. Like you're going out, you're doing your hikes, your training hikes, you're spending hours every week in the gym, on the Stairmaster, wearing that stupid heavy pack, and you're just hating every minute. Like, in my opinion, if you can't like love that journey, there is no point in going to Denali, because what's going to happen? You're going to go there. Maybe you're going to get to the top. Maybe you're going to stand on the top. You're probably going to get a dopamine hit on the top, because that's pretty cool to stand, climb up Denali and stand on the top. And then you know what? It's not going to last. Like that dopamine hit's going to fade. You're going to be like the same person that's now just spent like six months, seven months, a year of your life, you know, just kind of doing things you hate <laughs> to prepare for this one moment that didn't last anyway. So what do I want you to do? I want you to really enjoy the journey. Do whatever it takes to just love the process of building your business, training for your race, training for your climb, um, dating as you're looking for your, your person that you want to find. And if you can't find a way to enjoy the process, like really ask yourself, is this really what I want? Like no one says you got to do any of these, these outcome goals. Like if you don't climb the mountain, like no one really cares at the end of your life. And maybe that time would be like better spent with you doing something else that you can actually find a way to enjoy. That's actually going to bring enjoyment and fun and pleasure into your life. So that's, that's my last tip. Just really find a way at any cost to enjoy the journey. And if you can't really reconsider if this is a journey that you want to take, like, yeah, like it would be nice to stand on Denali, but yeah, maybe you didn't realize that you're going to be training like 20 hours. I, I, I honestly have never climbed Denali. So I'm pulling this out of my butt 20 hours a week. It may be less than that actually. Do not take that as gospel, but um, yeah. Do you do enjoy the journey? Find a way to enjoy the every journey that you decide to take and don't be afraid to reevaluate if for whatever reason you're like, "Whoa, I am just not enjoying this the way I thought I would." And maybe I don't want to work that hard at enjoying it. That's okay. There are find a new goal, new things to do. So friends, I'm going to stop it there. I hope y'all have a wonderful week. I will see you back here next Wednesday and until then, go get it.